This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 20th of July. In your squiz today, new COVID advice from the Chief Medical Officer, managing rising interest rates, Europe's heat wave, and saying it like a local. This is your squiz today. With the country bracing for a COVID peak that's still a few weeks away, Australia's Chief Medical Officer has issued some new advice as cases continue to climb. He's recommending masks on when you're indoors or in crowded spaces. He's also urging people to get their booster shots and recommending work from home where possible. We've been here before, Claire, what feels like many times, but the BA5 variant is incredibly infectious and a slightly different kettle of fish to what we've seen before. Yeah, and what Professor Paul Kelly said yesterday is that that BA5 variant uh, poses an increased risk of reinfection for those, even if you've had COVID quite recently. He said that that new variant is very good at escaping immunity. And he said that this variant is quite unusual in that the vaccine doesn't stop the transmission of this virus. Which is why the advice is coming in to mask up and work from home, etc. But there is still a big role for vaccines to play. Yeah, there sure is because they take the edge off the symptoms and they're doing a pretty good job in keeping people out of hospitals. So for those who haven't had their first round of vaccines uh, or are eligible for a booster but haven't got around to it, uh, what the officials are saying is to get onto it. There's more than 5 million Australians who haven't had a booster shot six months or more after receiving their primary course. So we can expect to hear a lot more from our health officials really pushing people to towards those booster shots. Yeah, Health Minister Mark Butler has warned that millions of Australians will get COVID before the end of the year and that this third Omicron wave for 2022 is proving to be very significant and hospitalisations are almost certain to increase further. While we're talking of vaccines, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, has given the Moderna paediatric vaccine the green light. That's for kids aged between six months and five years. No word yet on when that will be rolled out, with officials working to secure a supply from Moderna. From COVID to the economy, rising interest rates are obviously a big topic right now for mortgage holders across Australia. The Reserve Bank Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock reckons nearly half of all mortgage holders will do okay with the rate rises, and that's due to the savings accumulated during the COVID down period. Yep, what happened during COVID is that Aussies saved $260 billion. That's, of course, because we couldn't do anything fun. Mm. We couldn't <laughs> go overseas on holiday. We couldn't even go to the movies. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of extra cash, she says. And what has happened in a lot of cases is that people have actually put it into their home loans. And she says that there are plenty of people who have put enough on their home loans to service their current repayments until 2024. And she says, 
because that's a protective buffer against these interest rate rises. There's plenty of evidence to say that those on low incomes with a higher proportion of debt with a mortgage will really struggle with interest rate rises. But certainly for those who are on average or more incomes, uh, what Michelle Bullock says is it should be okay. One of the major banks, ANZ, has predicted that rates will go up in 0.5% increments over the next four months. If you've got a loan of around 500k, that's going to add something like an extra $600 a month to your repayments. While most of Australia is shivering through below average temperatures right now, Europe is sweltering through a heat wave. It's causing mayhem in the UK, Claire, and they cracked the 40 degree barrier yesterday. Yeah, that happened at 12.50pm local time uh, at Heathrow Airport, which of course is west of London. Uh, It hit 40.2 degrees Celsius. That's a record temperature. It's still to be verified, but what the Met Office says is that that's what they've got when it comes to looking at the weather gauges. It's not great news for other parts of England looking at central northern and southeast England. If you look at a map, it's just one big red mass at the Mm. moment. Um, They're also really suffering with hot nights, so lots of concerns for vulnerable people there. Meanwhile, Belgium, France and the Netherlands also have records tumbling with the heat and huge wildfires are burning in France, Portugal, Spain and Greece. Temperature records are usually broken by a fraction of a degree, but in the UK, this is a whole one and a half degrees above their previous record. Researchers are concerned that these extreme heat waves are happening more rapidly than their modelling had suggested, which indicates the climate crisis in Europe may be worse than feared. Over to Sri Lanka now, MPs will cast their votes for a replacement president today. With the country in economic collapse and the previous president, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, fleeing the country in the face of protests, it'll be a big task ahead of the new leader. Yeah, and a big question still about who that will be. Uh, Ranil Wickremesinghe, who was the Prime Minister under Rajapaksa, uh, who is currently the acting president, is the favourite to win, despite his promise to resign last week along with Rajapaksa. Uh, There's a lot of politicking going on and it does look like someone from the opposition party might be able to get enough support to do that. One thing that's almost guaranteed is if Wickremesinghe is elected, the protesters will kick off again. A reminder that if you want to get across the situation in Sri Lanka, starting with our Squiz shortcut on the topic is a really good place to start. It'll give you the background to the economic collapse and the role of the Rajapaksa family in that. You can find it by searching for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. Australian Indigenous art is an industry worth around $250 million, but a report by the Productivity Commission says that only about a third of that art is actually produced or made by Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander artists. It's a difficult problem to fix, Claire. 
It is, and what the Productivity Commission did was a deep dive into sales between 2019 and 2020. And what they say is the problem is that consumers can't tell what's authentic. There have been efforts in the past to try and authenticate or verify uh, for consumers what are the real deals, but that's been really difficult to implement. Um, So the recommendation that the Commission has come up with is to put the onus on those selling inauthentic items to call it out. That would include something like having a label on those artworks. Strengthening Indigenous cultural intellectual property laws has also been floated as an option to help here, as well as creating deterrents such as fines for those that fake or steal Indigenous designs. There's a language website called Preply Claire, and they've compiled a list of the most butchered place names around the world. I'm really landing us in it this morning because we do our fair share of mispronunciation on this podcast. <laughs> Look, it's one of the nice features of Squiz Today, I think, is our various tortured efforts to try and get place names right. Uh, put our hand up to Kiribati last week. Yes, very and much Squizzes so. Squizzes are so great. We got a handful of emails saying, "Look." guys just letting you know no one was angry we really appreciate it so they were very nice yes <laughs> so thank you for your encouragement um topping the list though was french resort town khan i can say khan not cans the river thames is also one it's not thames uh yosemite not yosemite um i think i've been <laughs> caught out by quite a few on the list The article has very helpful phonetic pronunciations, so I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. It is, of course, also in the Squiz Today email if you want to check that out and uh, up your international flavour and credentials when you're speaking. Squiz the day, Claire, what are you taking note of today? Today's International Cake Day. That has to be a really good day, I reckon. Yum. I would love a piece of sponge cake today, I reckon. Even right now. It's pretty early in the morning, but I'm it's pretty happy early to go in the morning. <laughs> I don't think even the bakeries are open yet. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm taking note of the fact that it's the anniversary of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin becoming the first men to walk on the moon, happening back in 1969, of course. I used to not be a fan of space stories, but I've really come around to them. I listened to a fantastic podcast called 13 Minutes to the Moon that uh, went through the first landing, and it's just incredible. So if you need a good podcast rec on that one, I'll pop it in your episode notes yeah one of my favorite podcasts ever too yeah really really good that's all from us today have a good wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow